Well, let's do it one more time, shall we? He is risen. Always wanted to do that. Well, good morning. Happy Resurrection Day to everybody. This is such a joyous day. It's such a wonderful day as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, my assignment this morning is to talk about the promise of resurrection, this, this hope that we have and, and the truth that comes from Scripture that we will indeed share in this great resurrection uh, with Christ now, legacy is a big deal in our world. What, what will we leave behind? What, what is there that people will remember us? How will we be remembered? And we all should be concerned about this in some ways. Uh, we're all going to die at some point, and those who are here on earth, when we do leave, will be left with whatever legacy based on what we did here. But eventually... As if more, more, more time passes, we will be forgotten by the people here on earth. And recent, recently, William Shatner, who is 91 years old, who gained fame in the show Star Trek, recently said, my time is limited. In a recent documentary called You Can Call Me Bill, he said, there is no legacy. Statues are torn down, graves, graveyards are ransacked, headstones are knocked over, no one remembers anyone. And for someone with William Shatner's worldview, this will be ultimately true. He will not be remembered forever. Now compare this to the attitude and worldview of Pastor Chad Scruggs, the father of one of the children who was killed last Monday in the shootings, whose only comment at the time was this. Through tears, we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus, who will raise her to life once again. Hallie Scruggs will not be remembered here forever on earth. However... She will one day be glorified and raised again. She will one day be raised, body and soul, to new life with her Savior. You see, friends, resurrection is a promise for all people. For those who reject Christ, the promise is eternal death, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. But for those who are in Christ, who have put their trust in him as their Savior, we shall be raised to eternal life in glorified bodies. These are the two responses that we have. We either have eternal life or eternal death, with Christ or without Christ. And the only thing that gives us hope in resurrection is Christ. The real historical fact that is affirmed through the testimony and the eyewitnesses that Jesus Christ is indeed risen from the grave. Muhammad is dead. Joseph Smith is dead. Buddha is dead. Christ is alive. And Easter is only good news. Easter is only a celebration for those who are with and in Christ. Now, it's amazing to me how many people actually celebrate Easter. It, it really is quite amazing. You don't get gifts, usually, so there's no real uh, attraction to the world about it. So it doesn't have the appeal of Christmas or your birthday or whatever. But yet, you go into Walmart or you go into Safeway or Walgreens or Hallmark or whatever. You go all over the place, and you're going to see bunnies and fake grass and eggs and colors and candy. And many of these people may acknowledge that Easter is usually focused upon the resurrection of Christ from the dead, but these people don't tend to give a second thought to their own resurrection, their own life. 
Resurrection is not just a New Testament concept. The book of Hebrews tells us that when Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac when he obeyed God, he believed God would be able to raise him back to life from the dead. There was an expectation and the promise of resurrection. Now, here's my question to you this morning. How often do you consider your own resurrection? Now, I've noticed usually uh, older folk, uh, more than younger, consider their own resurrection more than people my age. My grandmother, for instance, who I make fun of because with all the artificial body parts that she have uh, has, I would assume she would come with her own Wi-Fi signal. But she thinks about the resurrection a lot. We've talked about it because she won't have these artificial parts anymore. She won't be dependent upon them. She will be made new. And she takes hold of this promise. And we have pain and suffering in this world because of sin. It's the result of a fallen world. But Isaiah 25, verse 8, which we just read uh, in the responsive reading, says that he, that is God, will swallow up death for all time. So the curse shall be no more. Pain, sorrow, grief, cancer, the flu, COVID, headaches, war, it will be no more. Death shall be no more. Christ's enemies shall be placed under his feet as a footstool, and he will reign until all of them have been put in their place, and the last enemy that shall be defeated is death. We see this in Revelation 20, 11 through 15, where it says, Then I saw a great white throne in him who sits upon it, for the, whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. Then I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were open. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the throne, or, and the dead were judged from the things which were written in these books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life... He was thrown into the lake of fire. You see, friends, God himself will deal with death permanently and forever. And this is a great hope of Easter. Christ is risen. Death is defeated. And we get to share in that victory. We don't just get to declare it to the world. But we get to be raised together with Christ. To be with him. Not just in spirit, but with a body incorruptible, glorified, eternal. Victory did indeed come on Good Friday in the finished work of Christ. But the reality of this work is Easter. The tomb is empty, and God himself will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And this indicates that there is no more pain, no more curse, there is no more reason to cry. The reproach is also removed. Our sins have been paid for, and we will receive the full effect of this when we are raised up. No more guilt, no more shame, never again to face death, only to be with our God and our Savior forever. And I'll conclude with these thoughts. There are some negative views of eternity out there. Eternal life, church, is not us sitting alone on a little cloud with a harp and white robes and the little halo just singing for all eternity. 
But if we just take this Isaiah passage, verse 6 talks about a banquet the Lord prepares for us. And some commentators take this to be just a symbolic picture of provision and unity in Christ. But there are others who take this quite literally and tend to favor the view that this is the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is where we are unified with Christ for eternity, where we are raised and made like him, not in deity, but in glory, worshiping and being completely satisfied in him. This is the promise that God gives to those who are his. And if you are here this morning and Christ is your hope, today is indeed a day of celebration. So when we sing, when we go forth from here and we sing the next hymns and we celebrate this, sing loud, sing in worship, sing in praise. But if you are here this morning, if you're a guest and Christ is not your hope, I want you to look around you. See everybody who is here. See all who have and share in this hope. We do not fear death for ourselves. For us to die is for us to gain. But we do fear death for those who do not know Christ. But I do offer this one thing, and it's the only thing that I can offer, and it is the gospel. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We all sin, and we all fall short of God's glorious standards for our lives. We were once all rebels and enemies of God, but Christ, but God, in his great love, offered himself as a sacrifice. He was nailed to the cross, he bled, and he died, but he did not stay dead. That is the good news. For if he did, none of us would have any hope and none of us would be here today. He rose. He took upon himself the sins of the world. And if you would repent of your sins, turn from them and run to Christ as your only hope and savior. The Bible promises not just that your sins shall be washed away, but that you will one day also be raised up to eternal life to spend eternity in the presence of your Savior. Trust in him. Church, this is a legacy. This is the legacy that is left, not our own legacy, not anything we've done or that we leave behind. This world will forget you, but our legacy is not in us, but it is in Christ who will accomplish his purposes, who will finish his great work, and what he has accomplished on the cross, in his death, in his resurrection. We share in that legacy because Christ was raised. So you and I shall be raised as well. Death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? We can rest in the promise of Easter this morning. We can rest in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. So let us go forth from here. Let us celebrate. Let us sing loud. And let us pray to our Father together. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for this glorious truth that you sent your only Son to earth to live the life that we should live, to die the death that we deserve, to be raised up in glory and honor, and that all who put our trust in him will share in this glorious victory, this eternal life that you have promised. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to the worship that we have this morning. Would you make us receptive to it, and would it be glorifying and honoring to your Son, Jesus Christ, whom we worship this morning, and in whose name we pray, amen.